When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. John! What? Red 7! I don't know what Red 7 means. Hot route! I don't. What is hot route? Will you just go stand on the other side, please? Down! Come on! Ready! Down! Set! Hut! 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 Hit me! Booyah! That's what we call a sack lunch! Nom, 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 nom! It's time for the Soonerscoop.com postgame show presented by Eskridge Lexus in Oklahoma City. Eskridge Lexus is the official travel partner of Soonerscoop.com podcasts. Now, here's your road crew, Carrie, Eddie, and Bob, wrapping up all the action and reaction from this week's game. Welcome. It is the post game Eskridge Lexus post game podcast, and uh, we are joined by the road crew. We just actually got back from Fort Worth. Eddie, Bob, and Carrie. Uh, we are joined by Bob, or Bob, by by Josh McQuistion, who is uh, anxiously awaiting. He hates being left out of the post game podcast. So, uh, Josh, he wasn't there. You weren't. <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> Yeah, already started. Uh, Josh, welcome to the post game podcast. I know you had plenty of thoughts. You got in fights with people. Uh, leading up to this game on the message boards, uh, we all had very strong opinions about what we were going to see. Uh, but in the end, you you still got to fight with people. Were you drinking whiskey this afternoon? I just have to ask. No, you know, I, I actually was just sitting there in the intro thinking, I need to go make myself a glass. Like, I feel like through the wars of the last two weeks, I have earned uh, a good whiskey drunk while we do this podcast. Uh, well, Eddie and I both have our Coop uh, L works going tonight. Uh, we've got our favorites. He's got his F5 IPA. I got my horny toad blonde. Uh, but we're also joined uh, by someone else for the first time. Uh, this is the person that's made my life hell the last two weeks. Uh, Jared Followell, uh, who is, I don't know if it was like the correct type of drinking that you had tonight that was just like, yeah, I'll come on the podcast after like, you know, trying to chide you into doing this for like three years now. Yeah, it was a perfect storm, you know. I mean, once Mike is gone, I'm on the pod. <laughs> wow! <laughs> once you yeah. got wait, wait, wait. You mean once you got him fired, you 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 came on the pod? I'm not proud of that. I don't want to tell everybody that, but you know, my tweet had a lot to do with it. All right. Well, let's go ahead and welcome in the former defense coordinator <laughs> from the University of Oklahoma, Mike Stoops. Mike Stoops, who joins us now. Surprise! I would hang up. So quickly, I would throw my phone into the pool. <laughs> I would uh, jump in behind it. All right, so Jared, you've uh, cussed and discussed uh, OU's defense probably more than anyone I know, uh, at least to my face. So let's yeah. just get your opinion. I assume you watched every minute of the game today. I did, yeah. Um, I didn't have much going on. I'm unemployed right now. But, you um, just finished a tour. I mean, let's be, you know, let's... But if you want to say unemployed, that's cool. Same thing. You know who else uh, is unemployed? Was, Mike Stoops. I, fair. Uh, yeah, that's fair. Well, Maybe you guys yeah, could hang out bad. together. His tour ended in Dallas. 
Now, I've had that happen to me a couple times, too. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I mean, I thought they looked good. I don't know. I mean, I'm overly optimistic, and I feel like I'm being really positive now just because it, you feel like you're kind of part of that terrible college football team thing that, like, that we've never really dealt with as Oklahoma fans, that you're, like, you're Tennessee's, and they lose 10 games, and then they get a new coach, and they've got hope. And it might be false hope, but we don't really have that. You know, we keep the same guys because we're good, and we win 10, 11 games a year. And so to have this kind of, like, new hope, it, it hasn't happened in a long time, besides, you know, like, Bob stepping down and letting Lincoln take over. You know, there's a sad day for me, but, you know, I'm glad you saw it as hopeful. I mean, they were good. <laughs> they, they were they were pretty good today. I mean, it, comparatively, they comparatively, were good. the tackling was a thing to me that I just couldn't. You know, when it was all said and done, I'm sitting there watching. I'm like, damn, this team really did a good job tackling and, and pursuing the football. It today. still just is a little bit mind blowing that I guess it took somebody losing their job for them to wrap up and bring someone to the ground. Now, I will say. Buki's probably going to be on SportsCenter tonight for getting thrown like a rag doll. I mean, he has to understand at 5'9", you're not going to take down a guy up high like that. I mean, that's is that something that you just learned through a freshman as a freshman? Or is it, I mean, that should be football 101, right? I just think it's, it's, it's just he is not a physical person. Yeah, that's probably fair. I'm not saying he's Deion Sanders, you know, as a cover guy, but I mean... Who really is a physical corner that was great? Yeah. No, that's true. And, and he's not playing. He's playing out of position. He did drop the pick six, though. And that oh, thing, my God. I mean, that would, how drastically different would that first half have been if he picks that offense 35-7? to seven? Josh, did you think that he played? I thought maybe he played a little bit better today. Is that completely wrong? Or And I hate to single him out because the whole defense played better as a whole. But uh, I, I thought that he just he wasn't as maybe bad as it's going to make it out to be because of that highlight play. Well, it's funny because a couple of guys that we've talked about, I think even, you know, I know uh, in, in the pre or in the midweek in the unofficial 40, we talked about guys that we thought could have big games. And I know you brought up Neville Gallimore as a guy that you really wanted to watch. I thought Neville had a good game. And I know, was it Kerry that picked Buki? Or, no, it was Bob. Bob picked Buki. And I thought go, he did. Bob. He had a good game. He was around the ball more. You saw him be a little more active. Um, I, I think some of it was just the way it worked out. I don't think they did anything special with him. He wasn't blitzing more, doing anything to create more uh, action for him. But I definitely felt like it was a better role for him. I just You're right, though, Eddie. Like You could single out some certain guys, but I thought just as a whole, they played better. I thought you saw less of... Well, there's one guy, and if he doesn't make the tackle, there's nobody else there. They, I thought they rallied to the ball better. There was better gain. You know, just it, they looked faster. And I don't know if that's a product of, you know, rough and kind of the talk of him simplifying things. I, I, I can't say what it was, but there's no question that just fundamentally that looked like a lot cleaner game. Guys, uh, I just wanted to quickly, uh, we, we've cut up some audio. We're already back uh, from Fort Worth, and. I uh, wanted to hear, I know a lot of people want to hear from the locker room after it's over, kind of what the coaches and players had to say. Here's Lincoln Riley's opening statement uh, after it was over. Jared's already heard this because he was complaining after the game that he was bored and unemployed, and so I said, here, listen to this audio. Uh, here's Lincoln Riley's open. Okay, uh, yeah, emotional win for this team uh, for a lot of reasons. Uh, some of the more obvious that have been discussed in the last couple weeks. Uh, 
you know, Trey Brown, you know, it was, uh, you know, him being back with us after, you know, such a tough loss, you know, in his family uh, was, you know, made it, made it even more emotional, way more emotional than it would have been before that. And, uh, and then that combined just with what this team's been through. And uh, I thought it was just perfect how the game unfolded. I mean, we came out and played like we were capable of, carried over some momentum we had. Uh, you know, kind of throughout the week, played really well on all three sides. Uh, had some, you know, disappointing penalties that we got to do a better job with. That really, we gave them some momentum. Obviously, the, the celebration penalty, and now you got to kick it to one of the best return guys in the country. Um, you know, from, from way back there, it ends up being like a punt that you almost outkick your coverage. And Austin hit it so good, you almost hope you don't kick it that far unless you kick it out. And so, uh, but. Gave him too much room, and then uh, you know some penalties offensively and on special teams that, that really hurt us. So gave him momentum, but th this team had just tremendous fight, great attitude in the locker room at halftime, uh, a great mentality coming out, and uh, really just dominated the second half. And, uh, so I'm, I'm as proud as I've ever been of our coaches, our players, the way they responded. Uh, it's all the challenges this week. Uh, we laid out, out a plan. Our players took to it. They believed in it. Uh, came and got a tough road win against a, a darn good football team. And he mentioned it there. I, I had somebody during the game that was like, I think they'd forgotten. Uh, and Jared, you watch this game at home. You watch it with a lot of emotion. I mean, you have your spot that you won't move from when you watch the games and all that stuff. Uh, so you had to be going nuts with some of the, the calls that you saw with the officials, especially after the unsportsmanlike penalty in the end zone that led to that Jerem that Cavante Turpin, uh, you know, ninety-nine yard kick return that he was talking about. Uh, but from a football kind of analyst that you are, not so much a fan, you had to be kind of disappointed, and I think everybody was in just the overall, uh, I don't know, polish of this team today at times. Um, I, it, the refs just infuriated me all day. Um, <laughs> so it is I the refs. No idea what was going on with that. Yeah, I mean, it just felt like every single questionable call went against OU. CD and Hollywood do that thing every game, I thought. that That's the thing. So, is like If they didn't do it uh, 50 times before this, it'd be, okay, maybe they can do it. And why don't you warn Lincoln Riley before the game? Like, you're Mike Defee. You are one of the most respected referees in college football. He probably was getting in an extra bench press in the, in the back before. But, I mean, like, why don't you have a discussion with OU coaches before the games? Like, look, this is something that we are emphasizing, which is uh, multiple player celebrations. Uh, we've seen some things that you guys have done. If you do it in this game, you're going to get flagged for it. But no, according to Lincoln Riley, none of that happened. That's why it was so funny the, when, when he said, I have to coach them better. What? <laughs> There's nothing to coach. He has to hope that I the Big 12 his, officials aren't as big a dumbass. That's, sometimes that's his go-to, I think. <laughs> of, Taking it on his shoulders. Well, not even that, like, kind of saying how stupid it is without yeah, saying right. it. Like, he, <laughs> he said that one other time, and I remember thinking, like, he's just saying that so he doesn't almost get himself in trouble. <laughs> it's almost like somebody just walking out of a room, almost. But then you had the Parnell Motley making a non-football move penalty. I've never, I've never, I'll, I'll be honest, I've never seen that i've seen it in high school where like the linebacker will get over the center and clap to try and you know get the center to false start or the guard to false start yeah. uh in fact it happened friday night uh when we were at trajan bridges game but uh i've never seen that called on a cornerback before 
Josh, did you see what was the explanation on TV or Jared? I mean, you guys, you guys saw it on TV. What did Motley do on that play? He he like flinched at him, like you would see um, like a defensive lineman do the same move in the box to try and get an offensive tackle to move before the snap. And like he, I mean, it was like this big. It was clear. I mean, like there there was nothing else it could have been. Like he clearly was trying to get the guy moving. Because his arms get all wide, like it was a weird looking thing. I don't know why he did what he did. Maybe he just, just had strange. a seizure. I don't know, Jared. Did you play that game when when you were a kid in Oklahoma growing up, where uh, one of you puts a comb on their hand and the other tries to swipe this it? This is some small town shit. We didn't do this <laughs> in Northwest Oklahoma yes, City. You did play yeah, that they, game, they, of course. Yeah, there was blood every time. Oh yeah, it was it was brutal. Like. You took the teeth of the comb, and a lot of guys would bring the comb that was like hard plastic, and so it yeah. had the really hard brills. Like you had to be kind of like you were kind of like a thug, you know, a juvenile delinquent. But all of us would gather up in the gym in the morning and, and play that game. It's like Parnell Motley, I think, would be one of those kids that played that game every day at his high, at his junior high, probably yeah, grade school. I mean, it, it's just weird. Borderline is this racist? <laughs> What? I already said two white guys did it. So I add part so of my You had to qualify it. <laughs> Whatever. Yeah, he's got a black friend. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I have a color, color, I know I have black a color people, television. Damn it. They're all football players, and I've all met them through this job. But other than that. Fair enough. Uh, okay, so should we go over? We Usually in the beginning of the show, we go over injuries, which is always a big deal. Uh, obviously, Marquise Brown limping around on the field all day. Trey Sermon, the most concerning one going down late in the game. Uh, here is Lincoln Riley giving an update, if you want to call it that, on uh, both of those players after the game was over. Sermon, what's the deal on Trey's injury? We'll see. He'll get back to Norman and evaluate him. He's got a you know a lower leg injury, so um, you know looks looks promising, but we'll let's we'll see how he responds. And here he was on Hollywood Brown. Just your thoughts on Kyler's game. And then Marquise, is he just battling for something, playing for something right now? Uh, yeah, Mark, a little necked up. Nothing serious. Um, we got him out there at the end because we could. Uh, and I think with Brown, that had you know a pretty big effect on the game at times because he was not able to take the top off of the defense at all today. He was very, very hobbled. Like he was, I was. There were points in the second half I was surprised that he was still out on the field because he was so hobbled. Like it was I, almost like he had to go to the sideline so they could convince him, "No, you're fine. You can play. Go back out there." Maybe they were shooting him up with something. Yeah, it happened there middle of the second quarter, twenty-eight fourteen. He had a twenty-three yard reception, and he's taken out from behind by Ty Summers. Good old Ty from his hit. Against Baker three three years ago, and Brown just was never the same. Ty Summers probably freaked out today. He didn't know what to do. He, Baker wasn't around to uh, get a late to hit concuss. or concuss or anything. There the, t- today was a you know how shitty TCU is. They didn't even start any fights after like plays and stuff. That's how you know that like oh you TCU has been very chippy the last two or three now? years. And I didn't feel like there was a whole lot of that today. Yeah, there's no Baker throwing it in the the warm-up line. Still one of the greatest you, gifts that we've put on Soonerscoop.com is him clapping at the TCU players. Uh, well, you had Ben game. Banigou hugging Kyler Murray after that last touchdown. He was hugging him? Yeah, like he put, like, he he got the pressure on <laughs> and Murray. And triggered. And then, like, literally kind of got up and, like, had his arm around him, like, and the announcers were like, 
it's just respect between two players. I'm like, yeah, I don't, you don't have to punch each other out there, but that's a little much for me. Who was it? It was Bob uh, with shoes in or whatever today. Is that who the play-by-play guy yeah, was? Yeah, it was him and uh, Brock Heward. Oh. Who actually wasn't as bad. Like, he, he wasn't great by any stretch, but he wasn't terrible. He was not the, the Brock I expected. Yeah, there's... He was the Brock I needed. It wasn't the A crew. We'll say that. Yeah. All right, so... I, I think we should get back to the defense. Well, uh, the other injury, real quick. Trey Sermon. Trey Sermon. Uh, Obviously, saw, looking at his knee. I mean, I watched I him it was in, in binoculars. I thought it was well, ankle. Well, it was at first. When he was on the field, it was ankle. Then they moved up to his knee. Well, Riley said lower leg after the game, which made me Jared think wants back to make to a ankle. penis joke right now about moving up the leg. I guarantee it. Um, and oh, then they took you. You were your racist stuff. Uh, <laughs> it's not. <laughs> Uh, and then they moved him over to the bench, and it was all knee. I, I mean, I sat there and watched it with the binoculars. It was, but you said you saw him after the game, Eddie. He was walking up the ramp after the game, and I was right behind him. Uh, he, I mean, he was walking with a little bit of a limp, but it wasn't anything. Like he, he was walking up under his own power. He wasn't having to get help from. His, he was joking around with guys. Nothing like Rodney. Yeah, I where mean, you he, knew. Yeah, like it's done. Definitely. This podcast is brought to you by Eskridge Lexus. Uh, we just got back, and Ed Eskridge set us up. I don't know why he gave us this car. I was afraid to let anyone else drive it. I was afraid to park it anywhere. Like, we went to Buffalo Wild Wings, and I think I parked it like two blocks away. like <laughs> Middle of nowhere. It, it, I didn't want anybody getting around the car. <laughs> you did park. like <laughs> We pull into this Buffalo Wild Wings Friday night after mom, Trajan Bridges right? game, and we parked in the furthest... like. If people would have rolled up on us, they would have thought we were hotboxing the thing. Like we wanted, they wanted us to be so far away from everything. I did. I found the corner where I could only get a ding on one side, and was, I parked there. It was a there. great ride, though. It was now. Look, here's the deal. We drove a 2018 Lexus LS. Jared, this is what you call selling out. Uh, and Ed wants everybody to know, like they have a really large selection still of 2018. LSs, they've got great uh, Lexus rebates on them and factory rebates, so you can get thousands of dollars off of these cars. Anybody knows the LS is the top of the line sedan? Uh, you guys were in it. It's the one we had had a, a, a Jared. You can do whatever you want here. It's don't worry. It had a vibrating driver's seat, massage seat. I guess is what uh, you would call that. So I'll just say wh- while the guys were finishing. Uh, the Trajan Bridges game, I went and had some alone time with the driver's seat. Whoa. And the Whoa. Whoa. <laughs> okay. Wait, Wait, is it is right you're now. driving at all when your uh, boner hits the steering wheel? <laughs> <laughs> Fortunately, I don't have that problem, Jared. Um, no, but it, it... Not an adjustable steering wheel, huh? It, it, has, it has everything. <laughs> <laughs> it has everything. Except for this stuff that you guys are trying to say. See, this is... I didn't know that finally getting Jared on the podcast was going to kill our main major, major sponsorship, but it's a risk you take. Who would have thought? I thought I was going to be Eddie the guy. Was gonna, this stuff up. Like they, we specifically had a meeting with the Eskridge people, and they're like, you know, we don't want to change anything in the podcast, but Eddie, we're just saying. <laughs> I still don't. But know we don't want to change anything. But you know, there's that Eddie guy. To be fair, you green-eyed him. We're all like, you got Caleb laying naked on the hood of an Eskridge Lexus. <laughs> Then they're going to be really happy I'm on the podcast. <laughs> Getting his <laughs> vibrated. Okay. 
Gotta mark it. Actually, that's just a flat-out delete right there. Drinking a coop sale. <laughs> Who you, by the way, were mad at me when I came to see you uh, down in Thackerville because I didn't have your coop your coop ale works with me. I know. I thought you were going to like have a six-pack on you, be wearing a T-shirt, and like roll up in the Lexus. Without a shirt on. The T-shirt well, would just be draped around my inner yeah, thighs. Yeah, like wrapped around your waist. <laughs> so, uh, anyway... That's the thing. Go go to EskridgeLexus.com. I don't know if we'll be asking you to do that again after this podcast. I hope so. Because uh, it was a nice car. We got, we we've got actually a couple had, more road trips. Look, we appreciate you listeners. We've actually had people go in and buy Lexuses uh, just because of the podcast. I'll be honest. That was like one of the proudest moments I've ever been a part of. Is that you knew that we can sell Lexuses? Kind of. A little bit. Yeah. So go, I was wondering if I get a cut of it, but... <laughs> Well, someday we'll let me drive one. I concerned about that. any future jobs that he might, you know, when he causes offense and has to lose his career. You know, he, he can sell a car if he has to. Uh, yeah. How marcher. long do you think you would last at a car dealership? Uh, I don't know. I'd set up radio remotes in, like, college at him, and I'd probably say, like, 15 to 20 minutes of actually on the job. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Because I would, I would just good. go completely the opposite way of anybody that wanted to buy a car. I'd be like, oh, Ron can help you. <laughs> I've got, Maurice over there can he got he got you over there. You'd be like my jewels charged. I gotta go. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> uh, but no, call Ed. Uh, like, over. I don't. I don't know the difference between a V nine and a whatever. There's no V nines. Well, whatever. Like I don't know. Do man. you like the cars? You've been riding the in the back. Like I Eddie said, I we're driving, it. and Eddie says this is the most comfortable back seat I've ever been in. And then Bob can back me up on this. He slept for an hour and a half as soon yeah. as that came out of his on mouth. On the way. On the way. That's 100% what happened. I've been battling a cold. You sound much better today. That's I do. That's consolation. Uh, so anyway, thanks to Ed Eskridge. Thanks to like, the 2018 Lexus LSs. Uh, a lot of those in stock. Great uh, rebates. Wait, I actually did that. Like When I bought my Lexus, I got the like 2008 when the 2009s came out. because it was just. And these are the whole new generation. So they look just like the 2009s. The uh, the the hot chicks down at uh, Midtown won't know the difference. You'll still pick them up. Okay. Um, Should have brought a couple back from Fort Worth. <laughs> How were the uh, what do they call them? The starlets? No, they're the showgirls. The showgirls. They were amazing. The showgirls it have their a, own entrance. Own like, entrance. I, I like forgot the, about that. Before that, like they form the line. Yeah. That the football team runs out of, and the fireworks go off, and the fog machine starts. But they actually introduce the TCU showgirls like the football team. And then they come out, and they get... And, like, all those poor other cheerleaders that probably actually... They're not as hot, and they didn't have to work as hard, probably. Uh, and they their parents probably don't have as much money. They get, like, yeah. replaced immediately by the showgirls. Like, they get the best spots to welcome the team out. I mean, I... I get nervous just thinking about talking about them, to be honest. I feel less bad knowing their name is the Showgirls that Eddie <laughs> kind of objectifies them. I mean, oh. haven't they kind of put themselves there now? I mean, did, please tell me there were no upskirt videos t today. No, I would never admit that. Uh, <laughs> no, there wasn't. I would, I would never do that. Upskirt, they weren't wearing skirts either. Uh, it was, they're, I mean, just grade A. Great A. That's the only way you can put it. And it's the funny thing is, it's not even really funny. Everybody knows. Everybody knows that they're looking at them. Everybody, like, everybody knows. 
See, I'm afraid to go down this road because Jared was given permission by his wife to come on. But, like, he's got to think that we're just... You will never listen. You've got to just think that we are the loneliest, saddest men in the world, living the life that you've lived. Not at all, man. Because I've seen those those pictures from you in a bar in the UK. Well, yeah, there's been a lot of those, but (laughs) I didn't go to college. I can't even imagine what I would have done at college. Would you pure would you, destruction? Haze balls. Would you have been in the frat life with Eddie? Probably, yeah. I mean, there would have been some goat stuff here and there. I would have dabbled. Yeah, for sure. Some goat stuff. Cherries in the butts, that kind of thing. No big deal. Paying for butt jogging. Just, just paying for friends. Totally. Um, we all do drugs the same way, you know. <laughs> Through the nose, baby. <laughs> Um, okay, so I don't know if I can get this back on the train track. Defense court. Defensive court. It was a it was a good performance. You need another F five IPA because that was Yeah, I'm gonna go grab one. All right, so that'll give us time to get Jared's uh overall take. Now Jared and and Josh, both of you, I'd love to have your thoughts just on your impressions, Jared, let's start with you. Kind of the game starts off. Oh my god, Ronnie Perkins is in the game as the starter. Oh my god, Robert Barnes is starting. Uh Bob, who am I missing? Oh my god. Trey Brown is in the game as a starter. And then, like, two plays later, like, Delarian Turner Yell is in the game. It's like, holy shit. Like, they're freshmen everywhere. What did you guys think, kind of just seeing that when the game first started? Um, Like, as a Sooner Scoop lurker, I'm (laughs) pretty much a caricature of the Sooner Scoop poster. Like, I am the biggest stereotype. I'm in all those threads and i freaked out i thought it was the coolest thing ever and the first half was incredible i felt like we shut them down um, the first quarter you not necessarily yes exactly sorry first quarter everything and pre that collins guy what's that everything pre michael collins the backup <laughs> exactly. and didn't they they pulled their starting quarterback right he didn't get hurt they pulled him right, right? Yes. correct because yes. he was terrible yeah i mean so and sure oh you had defense probably had something to do with that yeah, it felt too good to be true, and then it kind of was a little bit. Um, but you had to feel good. Like, there's, they were kind of doing everything that everybody's been begging for and screaming for. And, it, I don't know, it felt really good for the first quarter. I was super stoked. I was texting everybody, calling them idiots, telling them I told them so <laughs> for at least three seasons And that now. was just me and Gabe. Pretty much, yeah, mainly Carrie. Um, and then venting to Carrie about Eddie tweeting stuff after that. Okay, hold on. We got to cover this. So, so now, what state of mind were you in during the game? Um, were you, like, doing a shot thing, or were you just no, casually drinking? Way worse. No drinking. I was very hungover. Oh, okay. I'm hungover. I'm grumpy. Um, I just didn't understand it. You know, like, it, it, there were a few things, like the... Um, who will OU fans blame now? I just don't know what that meant. And so I'm texting Terry. From Ed, like, you're, what you're saying. Yeah. Yes. Exactly. What does that mean? Does that mean that we shouldn't have complained and that we shouldn't have fired Mike? And when I say we, I mean Which we. Which triggers you greatly. I'm actually like, yeah, I'm like that's, that. that's worst case scenario for you. Because you don't want yeah. anyone trying to make this into a Mike shouldn't have been fired thing. Well, I mean, at the end of the day, even if OU's defense had regressed terribly, 
you still kind of would have to blame Mike because he got, or, or actually you'd kind of have to blame, and this sucks, I'm like, it's kind of, I'm realizing right now that people could hear this, but <laughs> you, you kind of have to blame Lincoln for not firing him after the Georgia game because if the defense regresses and we have even worse year at the second half, then you're thinking, well, you fired a guy in the middle of the season that should have been fired at the end of last season, and now you're dealing with those repercussions. And th- these are his players. He had six years to recruit these guys. He recruited so if they're guys. not doing it, if you're, if you're blaming the players, that, that also falls on him. If you're blaming the scheme, that fell on him. I mean, uh, so I just don't know what other choice they had. And so when people start to what I think they're they're saying that it it was the wrong move. What was the move? There was no other move. Well, I think and you you listen to the pod. I mean, you know, we kind of all came to that conclusion anyway. And I don't eventually. I don't think. <laughs> I, I, I mean, I my don't biggest think, thing was I just couldn't believe that. Yeah, like these guys yourself. couldn't Use tackle. These guys couldn't tackle because of Mike Stoops. Like I I, I think that's just a. I think it's a. I don't know, an excuse, I guess, would be the best way to put it. But there is no doubt that they, they threw things out there today that, looking back on it now, it's like, well, why the hell did they not do this weeks ago? Like, just as far as well, I mean, running four-man fronts. And, and I, is it Mike Soup's just being so stubborn that he wouldn't, like, take advice from the other coaches? Like, honestly, I, I really don't know. I just felt like he fought so hard to make sure they had every base covered. So that they never were out of position. Well, and and that's they, the thing. They they were they tried to be he's perfect at everything. So yeah. they were perfect and, at nothing. And exactly. Right. Exactly. And, and so now you get away from that and you let people free. We saw it work against them. Kevontae Turpin touchdown. But that's okay. That's sort of what you're gonna get with this type of defense. They're gonna make some plays. They're gonna give they're gonna give up some plays. But that's what you want, because this isn't a top tier group. So try to make something happen. Josh, in terms of just kind of what you were seeing on TV, and I know you were you were kind of going back and forth with some people on the board during the game, uh, just about. And really, we're talking about four man front. We're we're talking about basically a different gap scheme, uh, from what I could tell, just from watching in the press box today. And they had Neville on the they had Neville on the field along with Philip uh, or Dylan Famatu, which we haven't seen a whole lot of that as well. So they really. They went with, yeah, they, I mean, it was essentially, and, and it was back and forth. I mean, there were times they had three men, you know, down linemen and things like that. But it just, to me, Josh, it was just overall, let's try some different shit. And they did. Yeah. I mean, I, I thought you saw more of a, you know, because everybody gets so wrapped up in the three man front, four man front. OU's been running a four man front. What was different today was the gaps were a little different, and you had four down. Like So you had Kenneth Mann, Ronnie Perkins, and then you had two where they, they really slid Amani Bledsoe into play three technique. I did not think that would – I didn't think they would do it, and I it came out a lot like I thought it would. I mean, he struggled at times with the physicality of tackles. When you slide him inside with guards, it it's going to get even worse to me. But, I mean, he wasn't terrible or anything. It was just, you know, it was okay. Um, but I thought you saw more of that. What, what really surprised me is that in that forefront, you didn't see Perkins and Mann really doing a lot. I didn't see them. Yeah. I thought I thought if if it suited anybody, it would suit those two. And I, you know, with Mann, obviously there's the qualifier. His knee still probably is not right. 
And so there, there's stuff going on there. But I really thought Ronnie Perkins would take off and have some big plays. And I didn't see that. I mean, like that was the thing in this game. The defense looked better. But I didn't see any player that I thought, oh, man, he had an incredible game. Like, he really, you know, he this move was so much better for that guy. I didn't see anything like that. So I'm not really sure what to take away from that. But, yeah, you know, and you kind of asked earlier, I missed some of the early, um, uh, that first series. Like, so I'm reading on the thing. Turner Yells come in on the third play. I'm like, you got to be shitting me. I'm missing this stuff. And then you get back, and I kind of finally got to watch it, and I'm like, well, this still, I mean, everybody wanted to make it in these huge wholesale changes. It wasn't that different. Like, it, it was it was better executed. I thought it looked more simplified. You didn't have, I think Eddie tweeted something about it where you didn't see guys looking all the time over to the sideline trying to get the call. It was kind of, this is the call, this is what we're going to run, get out there. And so I thought that maybe may have stopped a lot of the confusion but with that exception, I mean, people that want to make it like this was just some vastly different thing, it really wasn't. I, I think the team just played better. Good well, shit happens when you tackle somebody. Well, Josh, sure. the players are the call. That The players are the By the, the way, call. that came up in the postgame again. It's definitely a... Uh, we need a, to make it's t-shirts. A, it's a buzzword. We should make t-shirts. I will also, also three-legged I'll, stools. I will also note that OU didn't use a timeout today. Can you remember the last time OU didn't use a timeout? Not just in a game, but on the defensive side of the ball. Can it be as simple as just saying Mike kind of made everybody frantic around him? Maybe. Which, if that's the case, it kind of goes back to what Jared's saying. Jared just went six to midnight, by the way. It it, it kind (laughs) of goes back to what he's saying. Why did they let this shit happen for six games this year? I mean, are we really going to go in circles like this again? I, I mean, mean, we don't have to, but it but does. I'm saying, I'm saying there's a reason why they did it. It's because he's Bob Stoops' brother, and he felt like he well, owed him gave him his job. I, I honestly, I never believed that. That the Same only here. reason Mike had a job was because he was Bob's brother. And if if that's the case, then that's God up. Sorry, double F. damn it. Yep. <laughs> it's a good thing we're not on a digital delay. But this podcast <laughs> will be out next you let the F-words fly Next sometimes, week. I hear them. <laughs> That's not on purpose. <laughs> That's called Eddie says it so much, sometimes you can't catch them all. But, I like no, it. I mean, look, the guy was trying to be a human. I mean, these guys are human. I mean, Bob Stoops made some bad mistakes trying to hire people sure, like Bruce Kittle. Yeah, sure. Trying to be a decent human being. In a yeah, warrior. not firing Mike isn't as bad as nice hiring guys finish Bruce last. Kittle. Well... Yeah, because we're moving chess pieces around. I mean, that's what that's what everybody does. And I'm I'm sure that everybody wants to throw Alabama out there and say, well, Nick Saban's heartless, he's cruelless, he doesn't care. Uh, he will slit your throat for a win. Sure. But not every coach wants to be that way or can be that way. Oh, I, as much as I would say a lot of people want him to be that way, as much as Jared wants there's only one people to there's be There's only that one way. guy out there that operates like Nick Saban. It's Nick Saban. And it's Nick Saban, yeah, for sure. Well, because, guys, most guys can't operate that long for any period of time because you just piss everybody off. Or you burn yourself out. Yeah, like like it's really hard to live that life. He's just so absurdly good. He gets away. You know, it's like the other things. Like when we talk about, well, Adrian Peterson can do shit off the field that, the third string running back can't do. He's especially talented. He gets away with shit other people don't. It's the same deal with a coach. Nick Saban is so good, 
people want to work with him even if they hate him. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, look at... How look about at, some more right, examples of Adrian Peterson Look at Butch quick. Jones today. He's smoking cigars in the locker room because he got ran out of Knoxville. I mean, I, I can't imagine that he really enjoys the situation that he's in in Tuscaloosa right now because he got his ass fired in Knoxville. I mean, is that really a reason to be smoking a cigar, though, and celebrating? It's kind of funny. I kind of like Butch I Jones mean, more and more as the days pass. It's kind of like going back to a high school and celebrating a state championship after you got fired by NFL team. I'd do that. I'll, I will do that. <laughs> He's a winner in life. Smoking cigarettes in the locker room after the, they come back. Oh, man. Right on Sam Bradford Drive. Yeah, for sure. Champions of life cigar. I was very surprised tonight. I tried to compliment Eddie on his Putnam, Sor- uh, Putnam City North Panthers having such a good season, and he told me that they haven't beat anybody yet. It's I'm, true. They got to impress me. I'm a, I'm a tough critic. I mean, they, they beat the doors off of West, and I right. can't argue with him. I mean, they got they got bigger situations going on. Uh, <laughs> you're not lying. By the way, that back to Adrian Peterson situation. off the field. Any uh, any other stories for us, Josh? What's that? Never mind. I bet Jared knows some. I missed something. You talked about Adrian Peterson, all the you know stuff off the field, and I oh I don't no, like I don't mean like jokes. that. I, I just mean, if he wants to get into some shit, he can get into some shit. He doesn't have to worry about it, or he didn't when he was the man. Kind of like Kyler Murray right now. Kyler Murray can get away with more stuff than Tanner Mordecai. Jared, how do you not have eight kids? Um, I don't know. I mean, I've got a really good um, strategy. (laughs) You can't get their stomachs pregnant. (laughs) (laughs) It's the line of the podcast. That's oh awesome. God. And I'm really scared no one's ever going to hear it. It's a <laughs> social media teaser. Mm-hmm. Done. Yeah, that's a promo. Yeah, right that's a promo for sure. You have no idea how many promos there are going to be out of this podcast. You know, I will say the, the, the one thing that comes out of this weekend, I think, with, you know, if we want to take a, a larger look at everything that happened this weekend, Ohio State gets their ass kicked in West Lafayette, all that shit. There's two guys that are playing for the Heisman right now, right? Kyler and Kyler and Tua, Tua. and uh, who else is even in the conversation? Oh, I mean, with Mike Stoops out of the picture, not that many people. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, before it was pretty much any wide receiver that we played, quarterbacks, backups, water boys. I heard somebody talking about the the Chenault kid from Colorado as a camp. I'm like, wait, what? No, Colorado. Well, did Oregon? Oregon didn't come back tonight, did they? If no. Oregon had come back tonight, maybe their QB would have been the Herbert that kid. Dude, yeah, he can sling yeah. it, can he? You would need Ed Haskins o- has got to be out after tonight. You would need Ed Oliver to just go on a tear in the second half of the season, and Tua to drop just a little bit to try to get that conversation going. I may start if Cody Ford keeps playing like he's playing. I may start a movement for Cody Ford. It may be a two-man Norman contingent in New York City. Cody Ford is killing people. Like it, it's it's become really fun to watch. Bamiga didn't do much of anything today, did he? No, he didn't do. It. I, I I told the, I told uh, Carrie and Bob on the way back. I can't remember a TCU defensive line just getting their ass whooped like they did today, and especially uh, in the fourth quarter. The, the offensive line. I mean, like Beatenbo said that he thought Texas was their best game. Oh, this was. 100%. This is this they, is their how many yards they run for? Mona Three, Lisa. 323. 323. And two straight trips down to Fort Worth. Oh, you scored 52 points. That's insane. 
Okay, let me let's do impartial judge here because Jared's here. Uh, Jared Followell, our good friend, Sooner Scooper. Jared, who would you say is the big has been the biggest Kennedy Brooks proponent out of the Scoop staff? I mean, you got to say Josh, right? Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm always going to go with Josh. That's that's the correct answer. That's because I write the stories. I don't say them in the pod. <laughs> and Josh and Jared doesn't read so good. <laughs> Did you hear Bob there? That was some more of that. He isn't there. Shit. You know, Bob. Whatever. Just write Josh, the you gotta stories. show up to a. Uh, Josh, you gotta show up to a post practice one day. Like, hey, <laughs> I'm here. I'm here. I'm Mitch. telling you, you might want to fly down for Monday. Because I think we'll talk to Kennedy, but we still have never spoken to Kennedy Brooks. He walked right by us, but there was no OU media person there to let us know that it was okay and it wasn't worth getting into a fight over. Hopefully, we'll get a Monday. So I, I, I bet we've all kind of gone to. I mean, we all thought Kennedy Brooks should be playing more, and we all thought it yeah. should go exactly the way it went today, where oh, Brooks, the, where Brooks carries the load early, he sets him up, and then and Trey then Sermon, knocks Trey him Sermon down. destroys him late. I told Nate Fakin uh, down on the sideline. Uh, this afternoon when they went on that four-play, what was it, 75-yard drive or whatever with the two Sermon runs or the three uh, Kennedy Brooks runs and then Trey Sermon came in and went the distance for the touchdown. That's that's the perfect... That is perfect for what Oklahoma wants to do offensively, I think, when they want to pound out a game. And it couldn't have gone any better. Those two combined for 278 rushing yards and three touchdowns today. Uh, this guys, po- I, I'm sorry, Josh. Uh, I'm no. cutting you off as usual with audio. Uh, this podcast like is clockwork. it's going really well, but we do have to pay some bills. We got to do our segments. Uh, it is time uh, for the Coop L Works to make their appearance made known. Whatever. I'm deep into the beer. The game is over. The stats are in. Now it's time to grab a Coop Ale Works beer and raise a glass to our play of the game. It's time for the Sooner Scoop. Wow, Josh, are you talking? I'm sorry, I messed that up. Okay, it is time for our Coop uh, Ale Works uh, play of the game. A single play in a game where you score 52 points is very difficult. But and your longest play of the day is 43 yards. Yeah. That, that that Brooks run that wasn't a touchdown. TCU actually kind of became the OU defense today. They don't. They didn't give up a lot of big plays, but they could never get OU off the field. Yeah, there were countless third downs that. And and the strange thing was, it was like you felt like OU was going to convert on a lot of them. There was no point where I thought. Well, they had drives where every play was for 10 or 11 yards. Yeah. Just gashing the hell out of them. I'm trying to think about. I'm trying to think of one play that would like that epitomizes. This I mean, game. the C.D. Lamb play where he's wide open. That was okay. I mean, I I'd almost go with the Kennedy Brooks run down that was down to the one before before I would go with the uh, C.D. Lamb touchdown. At some point, I guess we have to mention that Lee Morris scored twice again today. Like the guy just yeah. he just finds the end zone every time that he touches the ball. I think just to torture Josh, my play of the game is Parnell Motley's interception at the end. Had no bearing on anything at all. Shut up. <laughs> I actually didn't even get to see it because I was you walking down the it. stairs because it was the end of the game. That is weird that he specializes in end-of-the-game interceptions. You didn't miss much. If it was a bullet, it would have killed him. 
<laughs> Tell that to JFK. I don't, Jared. Does anything stand out to you from today in terms of just a single yes, play? Easy. Really? Yes. Oh my God! It's the most obvious one. Special teams, defense, red zone, missed field goal. Oh you missed my field goal. God! I think you nailed game. it. That is it. That is definitely <laughs> yeah. it. A wide right, thirty-eight or thirty-nine yard field. Thirty-seven. Goal? Thirty-seven yarder. Just couldn't let me have it. Could Play you? the game. Hey, sometimes sometimes teams get stops in the red zone. I actually points. asked Trey Norwood after the game, like, "Hey, you got a red zone stop today?" And he was like, "You could see the wheels grinding in his brain." It's like, "Oh shit, we got a red zone stop." Put his brain in a pretzel. He couldn't even compute it. I mean, no, but I yeah, let's go with it. What are those? We kind of got on a Kennedy Brooks roll there, but anyway, uh, Coop Sale Work, uh, they uh, great sponsor both our podcast, the post game. And the uh, the regular podcast, Jared. I promise we'll find a way to get you some horny toad blah. We had someone tweet the scoop account today, very ballsy. They actually set up their tailgate right outside the game, and we're drinking horny toad blonde uh, in front of TCU horn frog memorabilia, basically. So kudos to you. But they had a couple horny blondes. Well, the the thing was almost full, so very nice. Not of horny blondes. I think it was a chick, by the way. She might be a horny blonde, but she listens. Uh, anyway, Eddie's a big F5 IPA fan. Uh, I'm a big fan of the uh, Horny Toe Blonde, but, but Coop Works, uh, local craft beer uh, brewery, uh, been in business for uh, the last nine years. I've got seven year-round beers and four seasonals. Uh, and now that the liquor stores carry the High Point beer and it's cold, uh, go anywhere in, in the city of Oklahoma. In Dallas, uh, you can get them there. Uh, go check out uh, coopaleworks.com. You can find out where to get it close to you. Sorry, Jared. Not in Tennessee. Not yet. But we'll find a way to get you some. I'll, I'll get it. Put it in the uh, trunk of the Alexis when you send that down. Okay. We'll do it. Uh, okay, so we were talking about Kenny Brooks on the other side uh, before we went into uh, our play of the game. Do you guys think that it that he's the starter now? I don't think so. No. We're going to throw it. No. no oh, it's going to be. Trey Sermon starts. If if Trey Sermon is still a hundred percent and can still go, he is going to be the starter. And is it kind of I don't know? Is it kind of messed up that I think that that's kind of right that that's the way they should do it almost? Because I think they'll they'll wait no, to I see. I will, I think they'll wait to see if Sermon has the hot hand. The last two first halves against Texas and today, he just didn't have it. So you had to find someone else, and then you could go back to him. But if Sermon has it initially, they might just ride him the entire way. I mean, I definitely think they're 1A and 1B right now. I don't see them as 1 and 2. They actually forced the running game, though, today. I mean, it's not really fair to say, well, they'll do it this way or that way. I mean, like Trey Sermon, they gave him, handed him the ball and said, run. Run between the tackles. Run at the, yeah. the, the defense that you're facing versus you know, just throwing it all over the place. It's going to be interesting, too, and, you know, I guess if, if Trey Sermon were to not play against Kansas State, which, I don't know, I, I don't think it's any long-term injury, but I think that there's a chance that maybe they hold him out uh, against Kansas State and their 95-year-old head coach, but I, I think it. that I think that you saw something today, and it was kind of what Josh talked about during the unofficial 40 this week, was the fact that Kennedy Brooks, and especially it helps when the offensive line's playing the way they are, but... He just brings something different that Trey Sermon doesn't, and I think that the it's Trey, a home run ability, the home run ability, and the but what Trey Sermon does 
what he does in the fourth quarter is unmatched. I mean, I, I don't think that there's anybody else that can run as hard as he does in the Trey fourth Sermon's quarter. Trey Sermon's there to f*** shit up. Yeah, basically. and That's his running any, style, the f*** shit up running style. Double. And, and can Bad anyone luck. explain that, why he does that only in the fourth quarter? I think, every, I think he wears defenses down. It's a confidence yeah. thing. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. He believes the, that once you give him the ball in the fourth quarter, when someone comes up to try and tackle you, uh, that he's going to be able to break that tackle. Because I don't believe he changes his style. I think no. it, that defender is so worn down by that point, he can just run through him. Well, like, okay, if he runs as he does in the fourth quarter, where I think he's decisive and he's he, he he seems like he does whatever is needed to get the yardage he needs. That first, that third and one in the first quarter, he runs over that guy and it's a first down. Instead, he tries to dance around him in the first quarter. Yeah, and he you're right. Up, he oh, went he east west. I think it was Summers, wasn't it? Because the guy in the first quarter still has his wits about him. In the fourth quarter, he's just ready to bowl him over. Maybe. Does it bother I, I, any? I can't. It's so weird. Like he's just a different guy in that fourth quarter, especially if he's fresh. Josh, you're a hip expert and all uh-huh. that yeah. stuff. It, it, it's well, yeah, internationally known. Here's yeah. something that bothers me about. Uh, is it Ty Summers? Yes. Yeah. Tyler. Is it short for Tyler? I don't know. Uh, that's always a porn star last name, Summers. Um, so. Eddie agrees. Fair enough. Uh, so, like, when he concussed Baker, he was like a kind of a skinny little shrimp, and now he's blown up. Probably roids. We don't know. I, I don't want to get sued. Who? Summers. Oh. But, Josh, does it bother you, like, that he has blown up, yet he has no discernible thighs or calves? Like, he has bird legs. Have you noticed that? A little. Um, which yeah, only lends credence to the fact we could get sued for this conversation. It's a it's a documented fact. Steroid guys don't do leg day. So I mean, look, Jared is it could be an expert at, uh, on this discussion as well. I don't know if he probably wants to go back and, and review some footage at this point. But Jared, I, I Jared's an steroids. expert at the male form. I think that all of OU players should be on steroids. And I think we should pay them top dollar. I'm not against the whole steroid thing. Are we getting into the bag man thing here on the podcast? He wants not the yet. athletes to be the best they can possibly be. Yes. And we fire them if they're not. You know, you still need sideline passes for Bedlam. I'll get those. I'll talk to my manager. I've got somebody on it. How many days do I need to wait to post this before you are done panicking, wondering whether you should have said that or not. I won't panic. I didn't say anything illegal. My lawyer's in on a conference call right now. You guys don't even know it. <laughs> He's on mute. Hey, can you get me his number after after <laughs> we get done? I need to talk to him about something. <laughs> no, but I, I don't know. That just bothers me. The guy's got... He's, he's got, he looks like a cartoon character. I didn't really like know. A, I didn't really notice that today. I don't know if I just like Johnny Bravo or something. Is that a cartoon character? <laughs> Johnny Bravo definitely yeah. yes. did steroids. Okay, but not. We're not saying that Ty Summers did. Allegedly, Alleg- allegedly. allegedly, we're not saying that. Just like OJ allegedly okay. killed somebody. Yeah. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> what? Uh, Two people. Hey, do, what? Fact. That's a fact. We want to play. Oh my that. god! I don't want to get you and Jared together. We the want to truth play. Or movement is way too strong between well, you there's, two. There's just questions that need. All of a sudden, to be... we're going to be talking about stones that were moved by aliens. No, and... we'd be talking about Building Seven. Do we want to play any of the Curtis Bolton <laughs> audio? How did that thing come down? I think about it. Yeah, See? makes me wonder. God damn! Makes it. me wonder. Three in history have come down from a plane crash. Three buildings in history. Isn't isn't that and funny how that works out? Hmm. One of them was from debris. 
give me a break. Are you going to fund his 9-11 joke series tour? Yep. All right. Then. We'll be uh, kicking the party off in 2020 when I get fired from here. I got two more years. <laughs> we won't play any of that. I thought the Curtis Bolton stuff was pretty interesting. Uh, did you now? Uh, that's why you sent it to me, and that's why I loaded it up. You Would you like to explain uh, clip number one? Set it up. Yeah, I if say. I can remember what he was talking about. Uh, I think he was talking about being aggressive and just kind of... I thought there were a couple uh, body shots in to the former defense coordinator here, and Ooh, I, I think Jared, we know listen. that there's no lost love between uh, Curtis Bolton and uh, Mike Stoops. So this was pretty interesting, just on the uh, the mindset, the game plan, and everything that went into uh, today in uh, Fort Worth. A lot of the calls were the same. Yeah. We, we got some tweak arounds. He didn't want to... He didn't want to just slap a new playbook on us in the middle of the season. Yeah. I don't think that would have helped anybody. But, um, you know, he, we try to do more things. We're trying to move around, trying to disguise stuff. We're not just trying to line up and show the offense what we're playing in. And, um, you know, I thought it caused a lot of havoc today. I thought, I thought they didn't, they didn't uh, from, from my point of view, it didn't, it didn't look like they knew where the blitz was coming from ever. Yeah. Um, I thought we were getting home a, a, a lot. Um, I thought our DBs played an exceptional game outside those those few plays. Yeah. Um, you know, it's, it's it's it feels good when when you're pass rushing and you're and you're trying to beat your man, but you got your eyes on the quarterback and you're seeing him pump fake because he can't get the ball out or he's gonna throw a pick. Yeah. That means we got tight coverage on the back end and um and and, and we're gonna get after the quarterback. If that's one thing I know about this defense. We got guys that can pass rush and uh you know we're not just gonna let people sit back there anymore. Um, I, I thought in the beginning of the season we we, we, we kind of sat back and, and, and let uh, quarterbacks get at us a little bit. Now, um, you know, it's it, it, it's balls to the wall. It's it's um who it, it's a race to the quarterback now. Yeah. Um, I, I I think we're playing exceptional ball, and um, you know, we're just I don't think we're doing anything new, anything and nothing real new got got uh got thrown on us it was more of a it was more of a we tweaked and and and, and tried to get better in our off week and things that we were already doing yeah i mean i i think whatever they say i think what we were told before this week kind of uh you're inside the mind of the ou football program is that the players feel like they're doing things that make them better and there was definitely a sense of I don't know if it. I maybe the easiest way to say it is a sense of exhale, just like okay, that shit's behind us. He's gone, and and maybe not like a. It's not a a slam at Mike Stoops, but it's just a he's gone. We can figure this out. We're moving on. We have to move on. We're better than what we've put out there, kind of thing. Would you like the Pro Football Focus missed tackles totals from today? It's been a while since we've yes. How low? Lowest of the season? I would say it's possible. Ooh. Six. Eddie? I'll go one lower. I'll go five. Josh? If they have five, if they have five or less, we might have to go get tattoos tonight. No. Damn it. You couldn't have gone to Jared first. I was just going to cheat and have my answer available to me. All right, Jared, you go. Damn. I don't know. I mean, I can think of a couple off the top of my head. But, I mean, I. Buki should have counted for like 25. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I'll say eight. Josh? Well, I still didn't get time to cheat, but um. Oh, you are. F- you. I'm, I'm uh, it, it was now, eight. So. Jared was right. It was yeah. eight. Yeah. And I've cussed more than anyone. I've said the f word more than anyone on this podcast. I'm just trying I, to show off. Right. Yeah, it's very I'm trying to show off for Jared. I think. It's very uh, and I, I'd just like to say I got some blowback for my rating Whoa. of Kenneth Murray from this game. Highest rated, maybe the highest rated defensive game of any OU guy this season. 
according to PFF. Eighty-five. Yeah. Really? He was he was in turquoise. He was going from green to red or green to mm-hmm. uh, what is the highest? Uh, Hang on, we'll go to the offense and I can I can sort that out. <laughs> right, that's all you got to do. Blue. <laughs> it's like that. It's that blue. Kyler Murray was the high today with ninety point eight. Second, Kennedy Brooks, seventy-eight point five. Parnell Motley Speaking was second, of- by the way, 77.8. Just throwing that out there. No big deal. <laughs> How many places was he out there for? Oh, that's what we need to look that at. Is, honestly, I, that's honestly, the big I, one. I, I, I really don't Bob know. Bob and I were talking about that. I mean, snap counts were going to be a huge Motley deal. Motley had 19. Yeah, he had 19 snaps. So not very many. Besides I mean, Murray and compared, Bolton. Compared to the other guys, how much do you have? Hold on. Uh, only two players... How many offensive plays did TCU run today? Like 50-something. It, it wasn't that much. Uh, you want to guess the only guy that played all... No, there's two. There's two. two. Uh, well, you're trying 55. to steal my thunder, you bastard. All 55 snaps today? Uh-huh. Buki? Buki had to be. Yep. One, yep. Uh, let's go with Kenneth Murray. Oh, close. Kenneth Mann. We're halfway home. No yeah. shit? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Kenneth Mann? Yeah, that last year they put in oh, that's Deshaun right. White yeah, that's right, and that's Caleb right. Kelly. And you know who was third? Someone new, basically. Robert Barnes. 54 snaps today. I thought Robert, oh, wow. Did You're Robert right. Barnes play pretty well today? Uh, they didn't like him that much. Okay. 61 and a okay. half. I didn't have a strong feeling either way. Like, I, I didn't remember noticing him in any direction, really. Uh, but right. had the safety, is that a good thing with notes. this defense? You know, it's funny, Eddie. I kind of have that same thought when I do the report card. I'm like, I feel like I want to give you the benefit of the doubt. <laughs> kind of like a I deep snapper. Like, yeah. Yeah, if I didn't hear your name, you must have been okay. Here is what mm-hmm. I'd, I'd ask Bob this. Like, God, did Justin Broyles even play today? He had one snap. Yeah, he he had a... And I don't even want to say rough day. I, I just think that they maybe are going in a different direction just as far as putting Buki in that more natural nickel role. What about Ryan Jones? Because those those were the two, Broyles and Ryan Jones. Well, what happened was some of those guys came in late, like Deshaun White, uh, Caleb Kelly, Ryan Jones. They all came in together, so they had three snaps. But we'll see, yep. but that's what I'm saying. Like, Broyles and Ryan Jones, I'm not saying they're demoted and they're gone, but I'm saying those were the guys that they saw that they could tinker with. Well, and here's what weird. Like, uh, Delarian Turner yell, he came in early, but he only played eight snaps. Right. Jalen Redmond, we were wondering how many he played. Seven. Yeah, yes. he, he wasn't in there very much. He's in for two series. And you it. could tell, I, I got some video, and I'll put it on the board, just as far as, like, when Jalen got in there, they he never really had any plays come near him. It, they always went to the other side, which, I mean, I'm not saying it was because he was in there. It was just just happened to be like that. But it it was good to see him out there, just as far as... I didn't think, I honestly, I didn't think he'd play seven snaps today. What I'm curious about, Carrie, since you have the numbers, how many, like, number of guys played at least 20 or something? Like, it seemed like a lot of fresh bodies. 11. Yeah. And then and then Parnell mm-hmm. Motley was 19, so that's, that's 12. That's not bad. That's not what we've seen throughout the first half of the season. All right. Ronnie Perkins had 31. That's that's not a bad number that's, for that, that, for that many snaps. I'll go ahead and say it. That's the that's the best number of this entire game. The, is getting Ronnie, Ronnie Perkins, Perkins getting out there, yeah. Because he did make a couple plays today. I think that there was one that he turned back uh, inside, and I don't even know if he was credited with the tackle on the play, but the play happened because of Ronnie Perkins. I think we're ruining our uh, best segment of the podcast, maybe of either podcast, and uh, glad that Jared gets to be a part of this now. Uh, it's it's coming up right now. 
Whose stock is up and whose stock is down? It's time for the AMC Mortgage Stock Report. If you're on the move, check in with AMC Mortgage for all your home loan needs. Uh, I'll be I'll be honest. I'm afraid to ask this question because Jared's a music professional. How bad is our music? Um, I would grade it at like a uh, it's it's somewhere in the orange, <laughs> trending towards the red. Oh my god! Ouch. Ouch. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. It's pretty good. You know we gotta pay for that stuff. That better. It's not. It's not. It's not I think that Terry could do better. I mean, like you just get like a little guitar in front of him, a couple of whiskeys, and writing some black key tunes for you guys. That tends to happen every once in a while. Yeah. Um, I'll take your advice. I'll try it. How about that? All right, it's, your own music. It's so cool. It's time for uh, the AMC Mortgage Stock Report, which is by far, I think, our best segment on either of the podcast. I don't think there's any doubt Ronnie Perkins' stock is up. We just talked about him before it happened. But let's start on the offensive side. And Jared, since you're a special guest, uh, give us one or two guys that you really feel like their stock went up. And obviously, I think one is a no-brainer. Yeah, I'm going to go for a deep cut first and Good. say Kennedy Brooks as a stock up. <laughs> um, I don't know. I mean, stock down, you kind of have to – maybe not. I don't know. I mean, I really don't know that much about football. But I felt like at the beginning of the year that I thought Calcaterra was just going to, like, at least take over and be like 70 80% of Mark Andrews, and you just – I guarantee really you, completely Jared, broken out. If you were mar- if you weren't married, you would never do that. What? You would never put Calcaterra on a stock down. Well, if, I mean, if you weren't married. Down? I'm just saying. I don't know what. He's got what, all the chicks. Yes. Oh. <laughs> he could be a running mate of yours. <laughs> to be honest, I thought. If you were a little younger. I thought it was an encouraging day for Calcaterra. He had a couple receptions. I, I don't know what the. Only, final number. Only three. Was three for 20. Three for okay. 20. Well, a long of 10. He hasn't been able to it's break in my anything. Face, but problem is Lee Morris is like the best thing that's ever happened to OU, that, the OU passing game. He's the, been really good. Was it would, eight touchdowns and 12 receptions yes, now? so far. Grant just hasn't been able to he's break anything. When he catches something, he's tackled. Nothing is going beyond that. It's because he's so well, beautiful, everybody's paying attention when he comes out on the field. The the best news for Calcaterra is three targets, three catches. That that's yeah. not been the trend. So that that's a move in the right direction for him. Josh, we saw he his, is so deep into pro football focus right now. We saw his focus. No, 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 I'm no at, you are. Just admit it. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> I'm going back and forth. I still have my Ty Summers window up, so I can go ahead and close that now. <laughs> Did you Google image search Ty Summers? Yeah, I was trying to I was trying to shape him up, you know. See, I you know got to check the hips as well because you know I'm there. I might as well do it. So I will say we saw Calcaterra's parents before the game. His dad was wearing an absolutely tremendous Calcaterra homemade uh, or not homemade, but jersey. It was a how do you uh, get by NCAA rules? Well, I mean <laughs> NCAA rules. It's his it's his son's name. I mean he didn't he didn't put his kid in it. So he said, probably he's, not, he's not a he's reporter that put his kid in a jersey. Yeah, that's true. It should have said Grant on it. <laughs> Grant C. <laughs> uh, oh. So he didn't get mixed up with like Grant G or or Warren G. Whoever. Uh, no, but Jared, that's I mean, it, I feel bad 
But we, I think we've all put Grant Calcaterra on the stock down list at one point or yeah. another during the no, season. No, he was. He has. He's, he's and we there. do I mean, it kind of in shame. About like season total, not necessarily game total. Like he didn't have a bad game, and it's not like he was completely just silent during the whole game. But just oh, like for, for sure. the whole season, I really thought that he was going to break out. Yeah, for sure. Just glad we got your deep cuts first before anybody else. I mean, I really want to put Bob D stock up. <laughs> oh <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> I'll tell you what. I mean, he was looking. Were you close to Bob on the sideline? Today. Yeah. I mean, his hair was tight. It was he on was point. looking good, and he was after the game. I saw him walking out to the team bus. Yeah, with that blue suit. Oh my god, he looked like he was about to kill. My someone. only concern. <laughs> about... I guarantee you, if they walk, if he walked in like that to the airport, TSA is pulling him aside, and they're like, "Sir, you Pat need to down. come with us." Yeah. You've made every woman in this airport wet. Or they're not going to be able to even look at him because all their brain blood. Is going to be relocated to their boners. Yes, that's that is correct. <laughs> okay, so we, wait, we got a Bob Diaco story because Eddie, you said that someone we had some intel, and Jared, don't worry, I think I'm in the clear here. I'm not going to get a bad text from someone, uh, but we had a tip that. Bob Diaco gave the morning. Uh, well, we need to give a little backstory on this okay. because we've heard that Bob Diaco, like his his one of pre-game his motivational things, speeches, his pregame motivational speech is like legendary. It, that's the word to be used. It, supposedly, they will make you want to run through a wall. I think. Continue. Uh, so we'd heard that that he had given after breakfast this morning had given a speech. And you said a player kind of alluded to it in the post game, or maybe it was Bob Gallimore's tweet. He yes. tweeted about. Oh, it. Oh, Gallimore yes. tweeted about it. Yes, okay. about the, uh, about the banquet. He, then that's all he tweeted. Uh, he, he did, like, I need to pull it up, but yeah. it, it was something about uh, the banquet was good. Everybody ate or something like. That. Oh, okay. Yes. Which apparently was part of Bob Diaco's motivational speech, and I won't say anything more. Unless Jared wants to. Yeah, he said, uh, Gallimore tweeted, love my OU brothers. Uh, banquet was a success. Everybody ate. So that kind of gives you a The love. guy's a master motivator. Which Bob Diaco, we, we were one. told all week, loves to eat. Yeah. That, he loves to cook. If, if Bob Diaco leaves Norman without me eating fettuccine Alfredo and maybe From two or him. three bottles of wine with him, I Life probably I'll probably jump off the Devon Tower, to be honest. I mean, I would just love to taste this Italian sausage okay. <laughs> and the fettuccine. I, Wait, what do you? Why are you guys laughing? I did Well, no, come on. I'm I'm talking like when you get the sauce on his face on your face, though. Okay, it's a it's an Alfredo sauce. Yeah, yeah, it's a white dangerous. sauce. It is a white sauce. <laughs> <laughs> You guys are in the gutter. Oh, man. We're just talking food. All right. Uh, stock up or stock down, since this is a sponsored segment, by the way, Eddie and Jared. Sorry. Uh, you just can't help yourself. Stock up. Yeah, Eddie. I mean, I know go? who I'll go stock down. Well, no, let's go stock up first. Let's be positive. We're going to be positive. I was telling the guys on the way back, some people just like to be miserable. I'm one of those included. But let's let's be positive about this. Let's go stock up with. I mean, the obvious. I, everybody's gonna say Kennedy, right? That's, well, Jared that's just did. Jared did so because he's an obvious person, right? 
Well, I don't, I don't know if I agree with that. I was agreeing with the statement. I've got my... You got your... Go ahead, Bob. And we've been joking. I'm going to bring a little somber mood to this with Trey Brown. Yeah, that's a good I, one. I think that's a clear stock up, not only because of he everything he had to deal with, with his mother passing away last weekend, him missing practice and going to the funeral Thursday and making his first ever start. He didn't have a like an all-time great game, but he had a couple pass breakups. He, he showed you exactly what we've seen throughout the first half of the season and why he should be the starter the rest of the way. If you want to rotate Trey Norwood, Parnell Motley, that's fine. But Trey Brown needs to stay on the field. But it looks like part of their plan is to play all three of those guys. That's true. When when they go when they go into dime, you're you're definitely seeing that, 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 all three. I felt like that was what they were going to do after the first two games. It was like they have this. I remember talking to Trey Brown about it after uh, the uh, God, what was it? The uh, UCLA game. Just talking about how they have this great rotation. They're working all three of those guys in, and then all of a sudden, shit hit the fan. And the Baylor game happened, or the uh, Iowa State game happened, and that rotation just went completely out the window. Well, they still did. I thought they did a good job with it, but wrong, wrong time of using them. Yeah. Like, w- like why would you keep this guy in, or why would you keep this guy off? They were still, all three of them, seeing a lot of snaps, but I think you're at a point now where Tr- Trey Brown has to stay, and you just keep rotating Motley and Norwood until one of them separates themselves just a little bit more. I will go uh, stock down, and it's just for a single play. Like, Khalil Houghton, are you, like, do you just not want your father to ever talk to you again? <laughs> like This is carry at halftime. Like, this, this is bad. No, like, like <laughs> your father spent time in his life probably. I don't know, maybe he was raised from a single parent. I don't know. Don't go there, Carrie. Maybe I your mom. Were go there. Was he? Eddie thinks he was. Someone in your life, grandfather, someone, spent time throwing a football to you in the backyard. You let them down today. You had a, a pass thrown completely up in the air, as soft as could be. Like, my mother probably could have caught that pass. Was it that bad? It like, was, I, I was blocked Bob, out. I couldn't tell. tell me. It, is, it was it really bad. bad. Okay. It really Maybe was. the biggest blown interception in the history of OU football. Oh, no. Whoa. Did you see it now? <laughs> I no, no. I, no, I, I, I wouldn't go. Locked out. I wouldn't go that far. <laughs> it was right to him. I understand. It and a, it was just a soft little flutterer. Third down, deep, deep throw. Whoever that was in your life that spent that time with you in the backyard, throwing around the football, I hope they don't talk to you for a year. Oh, no. That's a little Seems harsh. awfully hateful. I've kind of been that way lately on the pod. I don't know what it is. I think it's it's my way of, of coping because of people like Jared in my life. This was a sponsored segment. Yeah, <laughs> yeah Jesus. Uh, stock up. God, we say it all the time, but Kyler Murray, I mean, he's a Heisman Trophy candidate. He's probably going to be in New York. A legitimate Heisman. I mean, early in the season, you can say, oh, that guy's a Heisman candidate. But, you I know, mean, no, we're, no, 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 we're halfway no, through no, no, the no. season. We've he's, talked about this before. He's number two right now. He's a clear number I'm two. going offensive line as a unit. That's my stock up. You can do that. Because you can do that. today was by far their best day. They, the, as, as I said, they came out, they established the run, 
They had they were handing Trey Sermon the ball more conventionally than they'd done all year. Then they started hitting him with the pass. Offensive line, you were fantastic today. Against, there was a little bit of a slump, probably there in the you know out of halftime in the third quarter or the second you know second end of the second quarter. But overall, you guys were awesome today. against a group that Bill Beatembo said on Tuesday or Monday he thought this was going to be the best group they played all year. And you know what? You were so good. I absolve. Khalil Houghton from losing communication with now his that, loved one. That is teamwork. That's how good they were. That is teamwork. You saved a relationship today, offensive line. For my uh, stock down, got it. We talked about it in the car on the on the ride back. This is the pass in the, the Eskridge Lexus LS. There you go for Shane Beamer because special teams had a dreadful oh, performance no this afternoon. You better wash yourself, Bob. <laughs> We've given him a lifetime contract. I understand. This Frank's is... gonna come here with his goiter and yell at you. I can't. I can't continue with this podcast if we're gonna bash the Beamer family. As a non like super smart football mind, besides the kickoff return, was there other things? Because I mean, that was like a penalty. Well, they had the So then you have to uh, you have to adjust. Then if you have a fifteen yard penalty, and that's what Lincoln sort of said, don't they gave up. They gave up a lot of kickoff returns that deep. Then you have yeah. to either kick it short or something. Change your method so that this Turpin. Is, this is peak OU right now. Yeah. You asked me for a People are being out. penalized for <laughs> kicking the ball too hard. You Shane Beamer apologist. We might as well, we might as well go on to the board. We might as well go on to Twitter right now and oh, what, tweet Max ourselves. Johnson, now you got to apologize for somebody else? Or, or because when you look at T, uh, TCU, four kickoff returns for 189 yards, OU two for 35. Guys, that, They've lost the, the, that feeling that we had the, after the first couple of weeks. I, it makes me think, what, what was the deal on the kick in the third quarter? Did they get an explanation? Was that a squib? Was that non-side? I think he was trying that? to squib it, and the guy got his hand on it. I, I definitely don't think it was a called onside or anything like that. Oh, I okay. I totally – I know you're not going to like this because it's against your your god of Shane Beamer, but – You think it was a called onside? I think onside? he tried to call the onside to cover up for the fact that his special team sucked today, and he thought, he you know what, let's so go hard, onside though. here, and if we get it, everything will be forgiven. I mean – Maybe, but if you kick it that hard, you're not I trying to. Really. I was joking. Okay. Really, like if sorry, someone Shane. important listened to this podcast, I could probably be banned from covering the team. Maybe. Can I stock down Mike Defee? Oh my God! Yes. Yes. Yes, you can. <laughs> I just didn't understand Did he look some of today the or something. I didn't understand some of the calls that they were made in the first quarter and or in the first half, and that's like a a total homer, total fan comment. But like the. Uh, the Cody Ford Jared? thing. Cody Ford. Yep. The the Motley. And Motley the celebration. The celebration. The celebration was, and we talked about it at the beginning of the podcast, but they've literally done that hundreds of times. You Not know, if, literally. If, if Ty Summers skips leg day, it's like Mike DeFee skips cardio day. He's got guns, but he's fat. No, that's, he's thick. He's with thick. Two C's. With two C's. Two C's. Okay. Josh? Anyone? All right. <laughs> Left? Uh, my stock down, and it's not really that he played poorly, just that he didn't play a lot, and I think it's probably indicative of what we're looking at. It's Mark Jackson. He didn't really have any real, 
role in the game. He played 14 snaps today. Was just there, you know. Just the, and even when I did see him out there, I didn't see a lot. Um, on the flip, stock up would be Neville Gallimore. I thought he really had a good day. I thought he was disruptive. Hmm. Um, I thought the change that four man front and some of the gap changes were good for him. I they, thought he, he was things up just getting well. up field. Yeah, from what I could see. Yeah, I thought he had one of his probably his best game since UCLA. I would have loved to have put him on the unofficial 40 players to watch. That would have been a great call. I wonder who did that. Yeah, especially <laughs> when you didn't know who you wanted it to be and you just kind of scrambled at the end. Uh, I mean, that, that's, that was. That's called being a radio professional, Josh. <laughs> it's called bringing intrigue. <laughs> the theater of radio. <laughs> you let yeah. Bob build your suspense. Yeah. I see. Okay. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, why are you trying to let everybody behind the curtain, Josh? Yeah. yeah. Uh,. Mm-hmm. What are you drinking, Jared? Or is that Josh? With That's the... me. What are you drinking? What are you drinking, Josh? I'm drinking some rye, some Willet. Mm. Just, just straight Willet. up? Did you recently get into like a Whiskey of the Month club or something? No. Oh, um... you've explained this to us before. You go to, you go to some basement somewhere in Houston. <laughs> no. Um... And you read books and talk about bourbons. About... Like three or four months ago, Tiffany heard about this group in Houston. It's like a Facebook group, and they they're like avid, crazy. Like, and they and they're one of the groups. Like, they put together all these like bourbon tastings and all this stuff. Yeah, I've just gotten where I follow. Go back and watch them a little bit. I just unbelievable. It's like it's like it's like goddamn. That's why they are the official travel partner of the Sealsport.com podcast. It's almost done. That was on purpose that time. I didn't. Very professional here, guys. I didn't want to. The next time he does that, I'm going to just start spitting out recruiting news, and everybody's going to be like, (laughs) "Josh screwed us. We could have had all that." Damn you, Carrie. By the way, uh, I want to remind everyone that the stock report's brought to you by AMC Mortgage. Uh, Please don't ruin this sponsorship, Uh, because Cal McCord's one of my good friends. Uh, he's with AMC Mortgage. His MLS number is 125-6166, Equal Housing Opportunity Lender. Uh, give him a shout at 405-623-3802. Uh, he's done loans for a lot of my on-air colleagues. Uh, I think he'll probably be doing one for Eddie uh, at some point when he wants to get a real house and stop living downtown. Like I a, live downtown. I'm an urban like a Like a shiftless hobo. Uh, uh, not really. Kyle and his team, they've been originating loans in Oklahoma uh, for over 16 years. In addition to standard, conventional, FHA, VA, and jumbo financing, he also specializes in first-time home buyers and loans requiring down payment assistance. So he's a lifelong Sooner fan and a season ticket holder. Uh, his grandfather was a halfback on Bud Wilkinson's first few teams. Uh, so give Kyle McCord a call and his team at AMC Mortgage, 405-623-3802. Now I feel kind of bad. I'm the only one Josh. who feels bad about like just going over Josh there. He was in the middle of a story. Shit, no. Nobody in this podcast cares. No, no, I do. You have to lose your soul. I, I care. We do it all the time. I love Willet. My buddy Willett. Drew owns Willet, and Martha made me stop drinking it because I get really angry and fight with her when I drink Willet. <laughs> well, then all the great Willet he sends you, I'm becoming quite a fan. This is my first bottle of it. So, dude, it's good. It's yeah. Strong. Yeah, you, you send it right along if you can't have it. So I'll, I'll take oh, it off your hands. 
Somehow Josh just got a free lifetime supply of whiskey. Yeah, How about that? That's that's yeah. This podcast. That's deal making. So deal I'm closing. gonna that in. Weird, yeah, mm-hmm. I'm drinking like weird Belvedere cucumber mint thing. I just got back from like a uh, dinner on a farm somewhere, like a sponsored dinner thing, and they had Belvedere there, and I've been on that all night. I'm almost blacked out. <laughs> it's impossible. I've been with him on nights like this. It takes a lot. I've never. I've. It takes a lot. I've never seen it. I don't know. I. I don't see how it's possible. You wouldn't know if I were. I guess that's true. See that. That's. How I, I will. I'll go to black. I don't. I don't get sick. I don't do any of that stuff. I'll black out and then I'll continue for hours. Same. Oh, right. I don't know what he just said. But Jared, have you had a good time on the podcast? It's been amazing. I'm really nervous. I uh, like. I'm. Nervous you don't come off that way posters. at all. I'm just gonna, I know you're always nervous about that stuff. You don't come off nervous at all. I, I hope you weren't Play nervous. in front of millions of fans, but can't talk in front of four other guys. Yeah. Well, I respect at least three to four posters, <laughs> and I'm afraid about like what they're going to say, and they're going to be <laughs> mad at me, and then friggin' Plano's going to be so pissed off at me. You know... There, there is going to be some controversy because there's going to be like he's just a poster like the rest of us. When do we get to come yeah. on the podcast? Like it's, I'm afraid we've I've sell like a million box. records and then you can come on. That's that's our baseline. <laughs> Have concerts that we'd like to come to, right? Perform Josh up with great rye whiskey. That, that that's fine too. Yeah, if you want to, if you want to throw some whiskey at us, come on. Yes. We'll, we'll give you 15 minutes. Maybe not sure, two hours, sure. but we'll give you 15 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> and most people in my life, I only give like a minute and a half to two. So yeah, I listen to you all more than I listen to almost anyone else in my life. So congratulations to you guys. Thank you. I, I have no idea if you're talking to Josh, Carrie, and Eddie, or me right now. I'm talking to all of you. I, I, I this podcast I listen to not only in real time, but I go back and listen. So which is borderline psychotic. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> yep. <laughs> It is. I guarantee you, driving back in the Lexus uh, LS tonight, they would not have been happy if I would have put on like the unofficial 40 from Wednesday. Oh, no. That would have been The awful. only podcast I listen to on Earth. Oh. Honest to God. That's a promo. Well, that's because they don't I'm have... I'm not a big podcast. They don't guy. have a, don't a really I'm... good 9-11 conspiracy podcast, I'm sure. Uh, they do. <laughs> Send me that, Eddie. You'd be surprised. <laughs> I will. <laughs> I'm just glad that you and Eddie are okay, and that we didn't start World War III today. I thought he was mad at me. Why would I be mad? I don't know. Well, Jared's I very narcissistic. He thinks like... the world revolves around him. No, I think Carrie like tries to start drama, but I don't know. Maybe he doesn't. <laughs> no, we're. I think everybody's moving on, just as the Oklahoma football team did. I think they they took a step forward today. It's we'll just, see. I think Jared, it's just one of those things where everybody kind of has to. Get it out of their system. And I think today was... Because there was a lot of weirdness on Twitter during the game. And it wasn't... Like, you were less weird than a lot of people, but you still had that nervous energy throughout the day, I thought. Which is normal. Well, I mean, there's there's a lot of pressure on people because, I mean, honestly, everybody thinks that their voice and their opinion matters when it really doesn't. So when you fight and pull for somebody to 
get fired or for changes to happen and this kind of thing, and then it does happen, you feel like the pressure's on you. Like then you, you feel need like to, the Oklahoma defense. You need to be justified. Exactly. Yeah. And it goes the other way, too. The people who don't want him fired. You think that those people, like the big Mike guys, aren't nervous every single game that he's coaching and they're giving up 48 points to Texas, to Sam Ellinger? They're all shitting their pants. It's hard, G, by the way. I, I think everybody was ready. And it was a kind of a... A little bit I just of want, a I didn't rehabilitation. Know, like, I woke up in the morning. I woke up at like I told the guys this morning in the hotel room, the lovely courtyard that was the oldest courtyard that I think exists in America anymore. But I woke up and the first thing I thought when my when when I when my eyes opened was, oh God, I wonder what's going to happen to the defense today. Like I had no idea what to expect. Like I didn't know if they'd have if they burned through their timeouts in the first five minutes of the game, but. They did. They they. I think they went to both halves, the end of the game and halftime with extra time. No, they, didn't, they didn't call a timeout. They didn't call a timeout. And today. it didn't seem hectic. It didn't seem like. I mean, they were rushing a, people in and out. They didn't get any twelfth man penalties. Yeah, from a preparedness, from a from a visual standpoint. I mean, besides a couple missed tackles, they played pretty damn well. They were put in bad situations. Uh, you can take Trey off that. Brown just flat out got beat on a play, which happens. And yeah, in this conference, it's going to happen, and it was a great play too. Although we I think say his coverage was good. I mean, but, but we talk about beat. this all the time. We used to say that about Jordan Thomas too. Yeah, but that was that For shit sure. happened repeatedly. Like th- it happened. Well, what one I'm saying is, it, it, it doesn't need to happen repeatedly to Trey Brown. And it or he's going to be the next Jordan Thomas. And it didn't because there was three or four times that you could come back and say. He made a pretty oh, damn he, good yeah, play. Oh, yeah, he on does. The ball. I mean, he makes plays where he runs his ass off and closes the gap and gets the ball and knocks it out. Like absolutely. Hell, Kenneth Murray knocked down a pass today. Like say he had he had uh, almost as many pass breakups as the rest of the team combined. Yeah. So it was. I liked what I saw. It's, I thought it was encouraging. It's something to build on, something which is all you could on. hope for. And you don't. Uh, you damn sure better not take a step back next week with that ancient offense coming in. I'm telling you, that's going to be a problem because that's an Army-type offense But is it can, can, about being physical. That I think you can spin it, though, in a way that... And not spin it, it, but it's a different type of test. They passed one this week. Granted, I think TCU's pretty God, bad. Sean Robinson's terrible. They're really, really bad. But next week is a different type of test. It's as far as, can you man up and do it now? Have you learned your lessons from Army and now with your different scheme, different personnel, can you shut this team down like you're supposed to do against Army? Can you kick somebody else's ass? Yeah. On the defensive line. They, I mean, they couldn't do it against Texas. It's a they couldn't do it against it, Army. Yeah, absolutely. They did. I think you can say that they did that today in spurts against TCU. They did, what, what, how many running? How many rushing total? What rushing yards did TCU have today? Well, it was and the, what was what was their two, average? Two seventy five was the lowest total that TCU had been held. Or uh, that's total offense. To. What's rushing offense? Yeah, but I was going to say it was the third lowest in the Riley era. Just for as TCU as for had thirty carries for one hundred and twelve yards, three point seven average. Yeah, just just under four. That's you that's can win good. with that. Yeah, that's good. After today, our total offense will be averaging four hundred yards a game, which would put us at seventy nine as far as last week's total offense goes from ninety six. Not too bad. Shit, they keep Which that is pace up. The they same. might be number one by the end of the year. <laughs> they almost reversed their fall from the Texas game. It's like Texas never happened. See, yeah. and like Jared, 79, I think, is where they were at before Texas. See, like Jared is, uh, he had a pretty good example of like fans just trying to figure this out. Because like after the game, Jared was like, oh, we'll probably move up into the 90s now in defense. Like, 
Yeah. It's just kind of you're trying to figure out can we be successful? What if we are successful? How do I live with that? Like it's a shock. It's like if OU's defense gets good again, holy shit. You're not going to know what to do with yourself. I don't think anybody will. Dynasty. Well, at least you could have someone that could give Saban a run for his money. Because right now, there ain't nobody out there. Ohio State lost huge tonight. Clemson's probably going to go up to number two now, wouldn't you say? Yeah, I think so. How far does Ohio State drop from that? I think Ohio, I think OU jumps Ohio State in that one. Mm-hmm. They gave up 42 sure. points. That'll be it? the question, Josh. 49? 49? That will I mean, be, it's clobbered. a good question, but we've seen how polls work, and I feel like... There's going to be a lot of people that say, oh, Big Ten is just... I haven't even paid attention. When's the first CFP coming out? Ooh, next week? Set week seven? I think week Bobby seven. Bob, you should know these things. You're the professional here. Well, It'll be interesting just because I think that... Bob's the sober one here. Like if, if that <laughs> shit happened in the Big 12, and everybody knows this is true. If that shit happened in the this Big 12, that, that they, they got run out of the building like Ohio State did tonight... Oh, they, yeah, they'd never they, live it down. Oh, you'd be the laughing stock of the country tomorrow yeah well and think about it though the timing of this is really good because not only did ohio state lose to purdue you have if if you're going to get into the oklahoma ohio state conversation you have ou went into tcu and just beat the doors off of them and really what kind of the opposite of the texas game two weeks ago were saved for about 10 minutes tcu had no business on the field with oklahoma look there's two things that 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 benefit Oklahoma right now. One, well, and I know nobody wants to hear this, but you need to root for Texas to win out in the Big 12. Sure. sure. Because you don't have a great win at this point. UCLA, no. Army, no. Uh, Who was the other shit team they played? Florida 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 Atlantic. No. There's there's no doubt about it. But but let me, hold on, let me finish. Tech winning helps, though, today, because that's going to be a top 25 game when they go there in two weeks. But what I'm saying is, is I've lost my train of thought because you interrupted me, you bastard. Uh. How's it feel? <laughs> Where was the audio? I want to hear that shit. That's why you're. The, that's why I'm the producer. I control it. <laughs> what are you doing? Nothing. I don't know what's going on. I was gonna get up. I need to pee. Were you gonna really rush bad. me? No, I need to pee really bad. Okay. So I'm gonna go pee. It's time to end the show. Are we done? Yeah, we're done. It was fun. I'm going to go pee-pee. Jared, uh, we uh, appreciated having you. Really. I'm glad that we finally talked you into doing a podcast with us. Dude, thanks, man. I'll see you guys next weekend. Right? Dude, guys? you're welcome anytime. You're shocking me Anyone? Right now. No. I'm kidding. No, I mean, dude, I'm. if you get a few Belvedere cucumber mints in me, I'm on here. I'll uh, see what I can do to arrange that with Martha. That's the big wild card right there. <laughs> All right. It's been fun. I really did enjoy it. Uh, thanks to Eddie, who's gone to pee because he's had too many F5 IPAs, and he was slurring his words at the end. I think everyone could hear that. Um, thanks to Josh, who I'm sure is hammered by now because he hasn't said anything in about 10 minutes. Uh, thanks to, to Bob Persbillo, who is the only one here who is not in the least bit inebriated. And thanks to our superstar guest, Jared Fox Lewill. Was that what it was? From Kings of Leon. We never even said the band's name the whole time. That's true. I didn't want to be that. I think guy. I'm the only one who said it, which is weird. Well, you don't have anything to promote right now. You're unemployed. No, exactly. You know what? I'm just all sinners. Make a new album and then call me. Then we'll have you back on the yeah. podcast again. We're in. All right. Thanks, guys. Uh, thanks for listening. Go get your Lexus. I know that's a, like, hey, go buy a Lexus. Do it for us. Do it for the podcast. All right, guys. Have a great week. We'll see you back on back on Wednesday for the unofficial for you.